Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The following program has been pre-recorded. Thank you for tuning in this weekend to Let's Talk Portland, Odyssey Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. There is something very exciting happening in Clark County, all for the young and young at heart. Let's talk about it. On the show this time, I would like to welcome Jeannie Bennett. Jeannie is the board chair with Columbia Play Project. Hey there, Jeannie. Welcome to Let's Talk Portland. Hi there, Gary. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Awesome to hear. So let's find out about the Columbia Play Project. Tell me all about it. Sure. Well, the Columbia Play Project is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to creating exploratory play spaces in Clark County, Washington. And our our original goal was to build a full-scale children's museum. This was back in uh, late 2019. And we put a group of people together and we set about getting this done. And then the pandemic hit and we had to sort of regroup. And now we've created a multi-phase plan that we think is even better um, towards that will get us Uh, towards building that children's museum. But in the meantime, we've got lots of fun activities that we're doing to engage families and children in exploratory play. It's amazing how that darn pandemic threw a wrench into a lot of things a couple of years ago. (laughs) It did, but, you know, in in our case, it really helped us sort of refine our view and our approach and helped us come up with some really fabulous new ideas. So you kind of pivoted before you even got started, really. We did, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So why did you create the Columbia Play Project? We created it because uh, Clark County is um, home to about a half a million people. And though at the time, in 2019, when we were planning this, the Portland Children's Museum was still functioning, um, we felt like we were big enough and grown up enough now in Clark County that we could have our own children's museum that would be supported by community members here. Of course, now, after the pandemic, the Portland Children's Museum has closed, and that makes it even more imperative that we have a children's museum, because now there's a children's museum desert from Olympia, Washington to Salem, Oregon. No children's museums. We do have OMSI, of course, which is a wonderful place, and they have some amazing exhibits for young children. But in terms of a dedicated, exploratory play space, there's no such thing now for us. So we wanted to create it and make it a a home for all of our families and children. 
in some of the literature you sent me, uh, talked a little bit about uh, the, the your proximity to Portland, Clark County's proximity to Portland, and what effect it's had on uh, services and, and things like that, like the Children's Museum. Explain that a little bit more. Sure. Well, uh, Clark County is a bedroom community of uh, Portland, and Vancouver in particular, a suburb. And as such, um, frequently suburbs don't have their own cultural activities. They rely on the bigger city for those kinds of things. In our case, we rely on the bigger city of Portland for um, for plays and for uh, OMSI and for a zoo and for all those kinds of cultural activities that happen in Portland. We go there across the bridge. But as we've grown... Um, And as we have begun to really develop our own community, um, we feel like it's time for us to stop exporting our culture to Portland and start bringing things home to us here. One of the big problems for Clark County families is that it can take a long time to get from some of the remote areas of Clark County, like uh, North Washougal or Ridgefield or Battleground, for those communities to get all the way to um, uh, the Portland Children's Museum when it was up by the zoo or to OMSI. It, it can take, that's a, that's a half a day or more yeah. of travel time plus being there. Um, and many families can't really afford that time or the cost of the transportation for that. So we wanted to make something that would be closer, more accessible for families in Clark County. What are some of your goals for the Columbia Play Project? Well, um, as I said, the pandemic sort of shifted what we were thinking about. So we created a three-phase plan that includes phase number one is the production of at-home play kits. Our first play kit is called Welcome to the Ecosystem, and it features our six little characters who are little animals that live in and around the Columbia River, Um, animals such as Oh, let's see. Bess the beaver. She is our engineer and she builds things and tears things apart and creates uh, all sorts of engineering activities. Uh, We've got old Cy the sturgeon. He's our storyteller and historian. Um, There's uh, Doug the slug. He's our he's our environmental scientist, cleans up all those sites that Betts has been busy chewing on. (laughs) And then there are others like uh, there's Gail the goldfinch and Mo the mountain goat and Ryder the spider. These are our little characters. And in the book, um, we created a hundred page activity book for kids ages. It's this is under seven, really. Um, And so in the book, they lead children through the ecosystem that is the Columbia River and help them to understand it through language development, through activities outside. They do, the animals go off on what they call a noticing parade and encourage children to go outside and see what they notice as well. So the play kits are the first goal. The second goal is to create a mobile children's museum. So imagine a van and an enclosed trailer that has been wrapped uh, with our logo and with various colorful activities. And then we can take that mobile unit to any place, really. We could take it to a local park, to a church parking lot, to a school, to um, the mall, wherever we want to take it. Then we would unload the exhibits under pop-up tents out in the parking lots or at the park and offer children the opportunities to play with these exhibits. Everything that we're doing is hands-on, and it's all part of um, the theme that we call STREAM, which stands for 
science, technology, reading, engineering, art, and math. So taking that STEM idea and building it a little bit further, um, including art and reading, because those two things are so critically important for brain development. Um, So the stream theme then will color everything we do around the exhibits. And then the third goal is a full-scale children's museum that will be somewhere in Clark County. We don't know where yet, um, but it will be somewhere in Clark County, and it will include um, permanent and rotating exhibits. It will have indoor and outdoor playground space, multiple labs, including uh, an art lab, a science lab, a music lab, and we're hoping to have some specialized places like a space for little learners, so for little people who just need to be able to crawl around on things and maybe a quiet room for children who maybe have some sensory issues. Um, And then also a theater and some other spaces like that around. um, And uh, so some other spaces that will allow children to explore on their own at their own speed, very child led. So those are our big three goals. Awesome. That is so great. Where were you when I was a kid? This sounds yeah, like so much well, fun. I was probably a kid too. <laughs> can I can I pretend like I'm under seven and come explore? <laughs> you certainly can. This is really designed for adults and children. We are hoping that families will get involved. The adults, the caregivers, the grandparents will all get involved with their kids at this location. Why is play so important? Play is one of those things that helps a child develop their brain. It's literally the way that a brain grows. By playing, kids develop social skills. When they play with other children, they develop those social skills. How do you share? How do you uh, negotiate? How do you um, plan? All those kinds of things. They develop um, physical skills around their big motor skills, how to climb and jump and have confidence in their own abilities to do things. Um, And it, it helps them with their emotional development as well. So as they are working on their play, they're building their own, as I said, their confidence, their thoughtfulness, they're putting putting ideas together. It's just a critical way for kids to grow. And as they develop those synapses in their brain, which evidence shows that kids who are playing will build 700 to 1,000 synapses in their brain every second. And those synapses are the pathways for future learning. So the more they're able to play with educational kinds of activities, the more synapses they'll grow and the more they'll be prepared for future educational experiences. That's why it's so critical that we help kids um, through play. Awesome. We're talking today with Jeannie Bennett, board chair, uh, excuse me, board chair with the Columbia Play Project. Now, Jeannie, what was the catalyst for starting the Columbia Play Project? Well, we talked a little bit about some of that, that in Clark County, we have um, frequently exported our cultural activities to Portland. And now it's time with um, the population growth that we've had uh, to bring some of the um, opportunities back home. But this really started when um, I was working at uh, Workforce Southwest Washington, and my partner, my vice chair and the board here is Casey Uh, Casey Wyckoff, who is with LSW Architects. And Casey and I uh, started to talk about what it would be like to have our own children's museum in town. And I presented Casey with kind of a white paper of what I thought a children's museum might look like. And sure enough, Casey 
who is amazing at a lot of different um, skills, he pulls out of his drawer uh, a white paper of his own that was almost identical to what I had said. And therefore, we thought, okay, we've got synergy on this project. We're going to go together and we're going to work together. So we pulled together about 25 people that we know and who are, are active in our community and asked them what they thought. And they all jumped on board to help make this um, a reality. Sounds like a real passion project. It totally is a passion project. Yes, I retired from my job so that I could work on this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I'm that's having a, a great time. <laughs> that's a great retirement right there. Yeah, yeah. So it's the, definitely a passion project. The Columbia Play Project is a nonprofit. So how are you funded? We are funded primarily through donations right now. Uh, So folks who are interested in helping this work can donate at columbiaplayproject.org backslash donate. Um, That's our major source of funding right now. But our hope is and our plan is that um, as 2022 continues on, we will continue to write grants. We've begun starting Uh, We've begun writing a variety of grants to different foundations and philanthropic organizations. Um, We are conducting a feasibility study right now, and that feasibility study will help us understand whether the full-scale Children's Museum has the community support that we'll need to financially make it work um, and to be able to sustain it into the future. Um, And then we're also hoping and knowing that this will happen, that there will be opportunities for local, state, and federal funding to support the creation of a museum. Um, I was recently in Washington, D.C. and had the opportunity to speak with some uh, representatives from the Department of Commerce and Department of Education, both of whom were very excited about a project like this and um, have sources of funding to help us make it so. That's so great. Good for you. Yeah, it's, it's happening. Exciting. It's happening. We're talking uh-huh. with we're talking with Jeannie Bennett with the Columbia Play Project. Now, a little bit ago, Jeannie, we talked about your goals. Maybe you can uh, address now where you stand on each of those goals. Stand on achieving each of those goals. Sure. So the at home play kits. That's uh, that's our first goal. Um, we have launched the first kit, which is called Welcome to the Ecosystem. It is available for purchase um, through our website, but. We also have partnered with a number of local nonprofits that serve children. And this is something that just makes me so excited because part of our goal with Columbia Play Project is to ensure that children who might not have the same opportunities to go to a children's museum will have access to this museum through these partnerships. And so um, with the play kits, we partnered with a couple of local nonprofits, including the Boys and Girls Club of Southwest Washington, Friends of the Children, and um, Office Moms and Dads. And what they did was they helped us find people within their own circles who would buy kits and donate them to the kids. So we were able to have a very much a win-win around these kits. We've given away more than 80% of the kits have gone to children who um, are not part of a part of a family that purchased this. Someone else purchased it for them. So we're excited about that because it gets the, the play kit into the hands of um, kids who, who need it. Um, so that's our first goal. And, uh, and then we're also working on a second play kit, which is called Welcome to the River. And that one will introduce concepts of industry, engineering, transportation, logistics, shipping, that kind of thing. So we'll be relying on 
some of our local um, industries here to help us make that one happen. But we're already underway creating that one. It really sounds like and these the, are so focused on on this particular area. You know, it's, it's our surrounding area. I love that. It is, yes. That was part of our idea was that we wanted, you know, children's museums around the country are, there are so many of them and they're amazing, but many of them can be, um, could be moved from one city to another and you wouldn't notice that it's a different city because they're just kind of interchangeable. And what we were hoping to do is to have something that was unique to our area that um, helped to identify the kinds of industries that are here and the kind of skills that a child would need. So back to that stream idea, science, technology, reading, engineering, art, math, we want kids to grow up knowing what kinds of jobs are here in our community and knowing what kind of education they're going to need to get those jobs. And so this is partly an economic development uh, project and a workforce development project. Um, But we don't want the kids to know that. We want them just to come and have fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's our little secret. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it shouldn't look like work. It just is work. <laughs> yeah. And I think I interrupted yeah. you about, about achieving the goals. Maybe you can continue with that. Yes. So the next the next goal after the kits um, is the creation of the Mobile Children's Museum. And we are actively working on that, writing grants to help fund that. That's about a, a half a million dollar project. Um And in the meantime, while that is happening, we're doing uh, what we call pop-up parties in the park. And these are the precursor for the mobile units. So instead of having a van and exhibits that are inside that, we have my Toyota Prius. And (laughs) we put everything in the Prius (laughs) and we take it to wherever we're going, to the park or wherever. Um, And then we unload it all and we set it up and we let kids play with it. So it's, it's the beginning of that idea. And it's not the full the full museum yet, but it's a, it's the beginning. So we will be all over Clark County this, uh, this year, starting our first event, I think is in April um, in Ridgefield. And then we will be posting all of these events on our website um, under our events page. So people will know where we are. These are free events. The mo- the pop-up parties are free events. And so kids will be able to come play with our toys, have fun. We're rebuilding a lot of our exhibits for this summer so that, um, they will carry through to the mobile museum when we're ready. Um, and and so kids will begin to recognize what we've got going on. It really sounds we like the, the... Oh, I'm sorry. Go, oh, ahead. go ahead. We did the pop-up parties last summer. And we, had, uh, we have toys like giant bubbles and a big parachute and chalk and crayons and um, stomp rockets. That's a big favorite. The, the kids really love the stomp rockets. And they... <laughs> They learn quickly about velocity. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and so what we will have those, and then we will have an, some additional toys this summer, including a gear table, a water table. We're creating a um, builder boards, which is which are pieces of plywood that have been cut into like like Lincoln logs, and kids can actually build their own four by four house with nice. a roof. Um, <laughs> so that'll be happening. I loved my Lincoln logs when I was a kid. Yeah, exactly. These are full-size human, you know, small child size. Super fun. (laughs) Lincoln Logs. (laughs) (laughs) It really sounds like the Columbia Play Project is involving the community. So what are some of the benefits to the community besides education for children? 
Well, education for children is a critically important component of um, a community because if the kids are uh, being educated properly, they will have activities, they will be involved in activities that are wholesome and helpful for the community as a whole. Beyond that, um, a children's museum uh, is an attractant for a variety of people. When I was working in workforce development and I was a member of the Economic Development Council, we created a strategic plan that talked about creating stickiness in a community. And also another concept that we were working on was brain gain. So you've heard of brain drain, right, where all the smart people leave a community and they go somewhere else. Um, This is brain gain. We're trying to be the attractor. We're trying to be the place where they'll come. And in order for us as a community to attract um, families that are able to work in our businesses and support our schools and be good voters and do all of those kinds of civic responsible things, civically responsible things, um, they need to have things that make them want to be here. And one of those things would be beautiful parks. Another thing would be um, great restaurants and open spaces for walking and the, the last thing, well, not the last thing, but another thing is cultural activities. And so we have begun that in Clark County. We have an amazing symphony that's going on. We have some amazing parks. We've got wildlife refugees or refuges. We've got um, just some amazing things happening, but we don't have a full-scale children's museum. And that is a missing piece. And so when we add that, it will offer one more of the sticky pieces that we need to attract great people to our community. Do you have a space plan for the Children's Museum? We do not have a space planned yet, but we have been working with a couple of organizations to narrow down some places that might work for us. Uh, we have some considerations. Um, part of what we're doing at Columbia Play Project is trying to ensure that all families in our community will have access to this space. And so to that end, we want to make sure that we're centrally located, that we have public transportation access, that we have great parking, um, and that people from all over the county could come to us without having to drive more than maybe 15 or 20 minutes. We're a big county. It's a, it's a large space. So um, trying to get as centrally located as we can. How can our listeners help you make that happen? Well, as I said, uh, donations would be really helpful. um, And you can access all of this information at www.columbiaplayproject.org. So donations would be really helpful. We're also seeking volunteers and we're seeking new board members. We are especially interested in board members who have experience in Uh, communities where there's been social or racial discrimination, Um, people that have had lived experience in that can help us make sure that we're um, reaching all the kids that we should be reaching. Um, We are open to partnerships with all sorts of nonprofits and cities and counties. Um, And though we're focusing on Clark County right now, we are fully aware that as this full-scale museum becomes a reality, it will be Um, available for everyone in the Portland metro area. Um, Right now, we're focusing on Clark County because we're so small, but when we build the big museum, we'll want everyone to come. And so for anyone who wants to participate, they're welcome to contact me um, or go to our website and email us at info at columbiaplayproject.org. And we'll get back to them and, and try to find a place to engage them.
How does the Columbia Play Project go beyond what kids are already learning in school, learning and doing in school? This is, yeah, so learning and doing in school is much more prescribed in most schools. Um, and so they have a set curriculum that they are trying to uh, achieve. Kids, you know, kids will go through their math curriculum or they'll go through their science curriculum. The Children's Museum is about self-direction, uh, about child-led um, exploration. And so we will offer kids the opportunity to to do what they want to do, as long as they're not hurting anyone, um, and to explore materials or explore music or explore um, the whatever we have available to them on their own. And we won't be uh, prescribing it for them. It's, it's not bad that they're prescribed certain curriculum in school. That's a good thing. That's what has to happen in school. But this is a different space. This is learning at their own direction. Jeannie, give out some information one more time on uh, where people can get more information. You bet. They can come to www.columbiaplayproject.org and um, there's a, uh, they can sign up for our newsletter, which would be great. Um, we, we don't spam people. We send a newsletter letter once a month and it's usually fairly short, but it tells you what we're up to and what's happening. Um, and then um, that's the, probably the best thing they can do. Go to the website, sign up for the newsletter. I failed to mention one other activity that we've got going on right now, and that is the Wiggles and Giggles series. And so that is a series of um, educational entertainment. And our next event is on March 12th at 1030 a.m. at Kiggins Theater in Vancouver. And we're featuring Red Yarn, who is uh, uh, a musician who's based in Portland, and he does some amazing kid music and gets the whole audience involved. It'll be super fun. It's $10 for people three and up, and um, uh, it'll be really great. So I hope people will join us for Wiggles and Giggles. Sure sounds fun. Exciting stuff happening in Clark County. This is awesome. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you, Gary. I appreciate your time. We've been talking today with Jeannie Bennett, board chair with the Columbia Play Project. Thanks again. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just search for Let's Talk Portland on the Odyssey app. Let's Talk Portland is an Odyssey Portland public affairs program. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.